Hey friends, happy February. I don't know about you, but January drags on for me. There's like 150 days in just January. I think it should be its own year because it takes forever to just get through it. I don't know if it has to do with the holidays before or what, but we made it. We're into February now. The year can go on. <laughs> and I thought with it being a new month, a new year, a new decade, and I know I have a lot of new listeners, that I would do a little get to know me episode. I don't know if I know you all personally. Hopefully I have some random people out there that aren't just family and friends listening, which would make this a little more exciting. But I thought I'd just answer a fun, some fun questions a little bit about myself. Maybe you'll find a connection, which is what I love about this podcast is I hope to connect with new moms, moms, wives, women, young women, I don't know, teens, whatever, whoever's listening, I hope we can connect and you find a great relationship with me and we can be friends over podcasts or go find me on social media and we can still be friends. We'll follow each other. It's one of my favorite things about this new decade. We can be friends with people all over the world. So I'll just dive right into it. If you're new here, you're listening to Learning As We're Living. I'm Sarah, the Idaho wife on social media. I started podcasting about a little over a year ago and, or no, a little under a year ago, sorry. And I just love this platform that I've had to reach out to some of you. Um, Let's just dive into it. So my name is Sarah. That was the first question. What is your name? Where were you born? I was born in Modesto, California. It's in the middle of California, nothing special. You're not missing it if you don't know where it's at. Um, I was born there. I think we lived there for about a year. And then we moved to San Jose, California, where I spent, like, toddler. I think we moved out of San Jose when I was, like, in third grade. And we moved up the hill, up the mountain to Sonora, California. And it's a beautiful area. If you've ever heard of Yosemite National Park, that's about an hour drive. So that's kind of... A general idea for you and that's what I call my hometown because that's where I grew up that's where I remember I spent most of my life there and it's beautiful but about five and a half years ago I moved to Idaho hence the Idaho wife and I've loved it here and hopefully it'll be our forever home um okay what is the next question I Also, I do not have, like, a script for me. I usually have, like, a plan of what I'm going to say, and I'm literally just going down a questionnaire. Next question, what is my favorite food? You guys, if you've seen me, you know I just love food. I can't choose one type of food. I love them all. That's probably why my pants don't ever fit me. I mean, American food, who doesn't like a good burger, Chinese food, some sweet and sour chicken, pork, some fajitas. I don't think I have a favorite. I mean, I guess I'd say Chinese food, maybe Mexican food. No, don't have a favorite. I mean, how does somebody choose a favorite food? That's that's the serious question here. Um, what is my favorite sport? Now, I didn't play sports growing up. Because, I don't know, I just never did. I also, I don't know, I just never did. Excuses. But, my favorite sport to watch, and I think it's probably because my husband's a football coach, but it would be football, 
We watch it on Sundays every once in a while. Um, obviously, we just had the Super Bowl, so we went and out. We went out and watched the Super Bowl. If you follow me on social media, you know we went to a football game at the 49ers Stadium over vacation in December. So, I mean, football is a pretty big deal in our family. I'd say my favorite sport would be football. Team, I guess I'll answer that too. My husband's a Dallas Cowboys fan, so I've kind of just adopted that. I didn't grow up with sports, so I just bandwagoned with my husband. Um... I think my siblings really watched football when we were they when they lived in the house. Um, so Lucy for the Super Bowl actually got to wear my 49ers jersey that apparently I used to wear as a kid. I don't even remember ever watching football, so I was pretty young. I think my brother told me it was mine till I was four or something. So I mean I was really young, but it was kind of fun. It's kind of made its way through the cousins, through my brother, my brother's son, my nephew, and then now Lucy got to wear it. So I thought that was kind of fun. Um, this one says the best show on TV. <sighs> we are TV people. And some of you might, like, disown me for this. But we watch a lot of TV. Like, we're scrolling through the subscription sites and we're like, oh my gosh, we've seen it all. But some of my favorite shows right now, of course, Grey's Anatomy. Watched since the beginning. Well, I haven't watched since it started. But I've now watched every episode thanks to Netflix. And now I'm up to date. Um, so I'm still always watching that. We really like The Resident. As well as 911 and The Rookie. Somehow we missed our calling. I think we, all should, we should have been in the medical or law enforcement field. Because that's literally all we watch SVU. All those shows, like, those are my favorite. But right now, when Cody's not home, I've been binging Gossip Girl. Also love that one. Gilmore Girl. Oh, best show. I'm sorry. Ignore all those things. My personal best show ever would be Gilmore Girls. The girls at work laugh at me because every year... About August, September, I start the series all over again because Cody has football, so I get to watch it when he's not home almost every day. And, oh, hands down, I've seen – that's my friends. Some of you, like, can watch Friends or The Office over and over again. Mine's Gilmore Girls. That's mine and Lucy's dream. We're going to be close like that. But with Cody, of course, (laughs) in the mix too. The coolest person in the world is – I have no idea. I don't, the coolest person, I don't, I have no idea. I don't even know how to answer that. My best subject in school was, hmm, probably art class. When I was a senior, um, I remember I was so into art. I took art like two or three times that year. Like I was able to like make it somehow to, I think I had two, two, class periods was art because I liked it so much and sometimes I would just go to a third one just because I wanted to go and I had wrote a big paper that I was gonna try and go to college and become an art teacher because isn't that everyone's dream to become a teacher I don't know but yeah so I guess art was my favorite in school I could change my name it would be hmm 
like my name now. When I was in school, I didn't really like my name. There was lots of Sarahs. I was never the only Sarah in school. I was always Sarah B. My last name was Benson, so I was always Sarah B. But now, and another fun story about that. So when I was in high school, I had, I think it was like my freshman and sophomore year, mainly sophomore year. I went through this phase where I didn't want to have the H on the end of my name. So it's S-A-R-A-H. And I would drop the H and I wanted to be S-A-R-A because when you go to buy like personalized keychains or all the all that personal stuff like pens, license plates, whatever, the H ones were always missing. So you can only ever find Sarah without an H. So I went through this phase where I would just take off the H because I wanted to be a rebel. I don't know. Woo, crazy Sarah. And I had a teacher and she would say... All right, Sarah, are you going to be Sarah with an H or Sarah without an H today? And I'd sit there and be like, mm, without an H, like pretty much my whole sophomore year, I went with Sarah without an H just to be different because almost every other Sarah I knew had an H. So I don't know. Fun story. Now, I like my name. I actually don't think I know any other Sarahs in our town. Uh, oh. oh, just kidding. I know one other Sarah. But one is not bad because I've grown up with like three or four through school. So, and we're different age groups. We are, we do have uh, mutual friends. So we do hang out every once in a while, but I don't know, pretty much she's the only other Sarah I know about. So I don't think I would change my name. I do remember during summer camp, I used to change my name to Sam. Me and my friends, because I don't know if we were just immature and whatever, but for fun, we would change our names. And we were going to a pretty big summer camp, and there was people from all over. No one ever really knew us unless they go every year, too. But I always went by Sam. And I would respond to it, too. Like, I responded to it a lot. It was actually really funny. I don't know if I still would, but back in the day, I used to. My favorite color is mauve, like the purple-pink mauve color. It's kind of has a comeback now I feel, or I don't know if it was ever here I don't know but I've seen it around a lot I have a water bottle kind of that color I have two mugs that color my jackets are kind of that color Ooh, my sneakers are that color yeah definitely becoming one of my favorites when I grow up I want to be I don't know I don't I mean, that's, oh. Debt-free. Is that like an old person? That's like a, you know you're grown, getting old when that is, what do you want to do when you grow up is be debt-free. Um, I guess it's hard. It's a hard question for me because I'm always trying new things. For a while there, I would have said when I grow up, I want to own my own boutique. Um... I don't know if I still want to do that. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I'm pretty content with how my life is right now. Just be debt-free. That'd be awesome. And then I could really do whatever I wanted. Hmm. It says my parents are too strict about. I'm assuming this is more of like a, if you still have a home, 
My parents aren't strict to me because I don't live at home anymore. Sorry, Mom and Dad. My favorite song is... I'm not going to sing it to you guys. It's the new, like, Lizzo, I think it's her name. Hmm. Shoot, what is that song? Give me a second. I've got to listen. I gotta look it up. I was gonna ask Alexa, but I don't want your guys' to go off. Why isn't it loading? I was gonna sing it to you, but for some reason, the only song that keeps popping into my head is Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus, and that's not my favorite song. I mean, I can jam out to that song, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. Okay, it's loading, but we'll come back to it. My favorite book is, ooh, this is a good one. I don't like to read. Um, for instance, I have a fun story. I always tell people this story about the Twilight books. Were you in high school when that came out or were you reading those? Those books came out and I read the first one, the second one, and the third one. I didn't get to the fourth one, but here's my story. By the time the thir third one was out, it was getting a little more popular. My parents were more on the religious side, so they didn't really agree with the whole vampire werewolf thing. So my mom took away the books from me and she was like, you know, I don't like you reading these, blah, blah, blah. And... So she threw away my third one, which is uh, Eclipse, New Eclipse, something like that, whatever. Well, my dad is hilarious, and he was like, why did you throw away her book? She was finally reading. And so he went and got me it again, and then my mom threw that one away too. So I think I only made it halfway through this third one. But that's like my memory of reading a book. I think I also went through a phase where I read a couple of the Nicholas Sparks books, um, I know I read Dear John. I know I read the last song, maybe. I know I read one about, like, The Broken Road or something like that. And there was one other one I read. Or there might have been, like, a handful, I guess. So I did read quite a bit of those. But then I also felt like I got to an age where, like, eh, you need to stop reading the Nicholas Sparks one. They're obviously, like, predictable, like a Hallmark movie. And they were all out in movie by that time anyway. So, you know, it was like, why are you still reading those? But when I was like 20, 21, I don't remember how old I was, I came across this book. And I still have it. I don't want to get rid of it. Gosh, I feel like I should have it next to me for this question. It was called... Like, Before You, gosh, what is that called? And my internet isn't working, so I can't Google anything while I'm talking to you guys right now. So this is being a pain. Oops. So I'm sorry, you guys. See, this is why I have to... 
have a template before I talk to you guys. Otherwise, it's just a lot of downtime of Sarah not knowing what the heck she's doing. Oh my gosh, I cannot find this book. Hmm. First my book. Gosh. Okay, hold on. I'm going to go grab my book because I want to share with you guys because it was, it was a good one. And it's like my, by far, my favorite book ever. So give me a second. I'm going to do that, find the song, and I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. See, you didn't even know I was gone. It was perfect. I went and grabbed my book. It's right there on my shelf in my bedroom. I've been wanting to reread it again, and it's been a few years that I can. I wanted to wait a while because, like I said, I'm not a reader, but I loved this book. I remember I read the description, or maybe I did, like, the first page or two. I think you can do on, like, your iPhone. You can, like, read the first page or two, and I, it, I was hooked. So I remember I paid $12 for shipping, which I'm a cheapo, so, like, it was like free or spend $12.99 on shipping to get it here the next day or two. And I remember doing that. This is before Amazon Prime. I know some of you young listeners are don't even know what that means. Before Amazon Prime. I know it's crazy things nowadays. But I paid way too much for this book. I think it made it like a $30 or $40 book. Which I'm just not a huge spender on books. So to me this is a big deal. And I got it here. And I remember I had to force myself to put the book down and make it last at least a week because I could have finished this book in a day or two. I liked it that much, but I spent like $30 on this book. So I needed it to last through a whole week. But I was in tears, you guys. I loved it. And I think I'm ready to read it again. I think I'm going to leave this out to read. It's called, and you guys are like, tell me already. Um, before I go, by Col... Colleen Oakley. Colleen Oakley. I think it's her only book, or at least it was when it first came out, which was in some time of the year. I don't even know. And to give you a little basic, it's about this girl. She finds out she's sick with like cancer or something. And she has this like list of stuff she wants to do before she goes. And one of the things is she wants to make sure her husband is well off like she wants to make sure that everything is done for him um she's like I think uh see it's been so long so I can't like quote it perfectly but I want to say like she makes him dinner and does his laundry and like does stuff like that so she wanted to like mold him to be able to handle when she was gone because she thought he wasn't going to be able to handle it and so one thing she does is she tries to find him a future spouse which if you're a wife for me, personally, I can't even imagine trying to match make my husband. Like, when I die, he's better be celibate so the day he dies, right? Are you with me on that? Which is just a funny thing. Of course, I want him to be happy, but I don't know. This book was so inspiring. I just loved it. It put me in tears because she's not thinking of herself. She was thinking about her husband, and I just love that. I was in that new leave wed stage when I bought it and so I think that probably helped with my sentimental value of it 
But I'm really excited. I want to read it again now because it's been long enough where obviously I, I can't quote you guys on parts of the book. I feel like it'll almost be like watching a new movie, you know, or a movie again when you are watching it and you know you've seen it. And like when an episode or when a, when something happens like on the show, you're like, oh, yeah, a scene. That's the word I'm looking for. When a scene happens, you're like, oh, yes, I remember that. I remember that scene. But like you can't remember what happens after that. That's how I think this book will be for me. Let's rewind to my favorite song. I also looked that up while I was on my little pause. It's Lizzo, good as hell. If you know this song, sing along with me, you guys. You know it. Baby, how you doing? Good as hell. Good as hell. Good as hell. Ooh, child. We'll stop that if your kids are listening because you know the next words. But that's my favorite song. I put it on. It makes me smile. I feel good. Me and Lucy dance to it. Luckily, she doesn't know the words. There are a couple words that are a little maybe not appropriate for kids, depending on your views in life. So you got to be a little careful. But favorite song. Love it. Let's get back to the questions. I hope this is fun for you guys. It's fun for you to know some fun things about me. It's kind of fun to answer them for myself. Makes me think. Ooh. If you have ever followed my vlogging days, you will know this question, or this answer, I mean. When we stop for a treat, I get this at the gas station. It's my go-to candy bar, but it's not a bar. Peanut M&M's are my go-to. I just love them. I almost can't get sick of them. I don't know if it's the sweet and saltiness of the peanut and the chocolate. I just, they're my go-to and they fill me up because I know peanuts are like, I think it's in my head, but you know, like peanuts kind of like fill your hunger. So I really like those. They like fill me up for a nice little drive. They get my crankiness. If you've ever watched a commercial about a Snickers bar and they say like, you're starting to act like a diva. That is me. And Cody will go get me either a Snickers, mostly peanut M&M's because those are my go-to. And I'm usually never disappointed when I get those. Four words that describe me. Whew. You know the hardest thing to do is to compliment yourself? I want you to sit here with me and think of four things that describe yourself. Positive things. Don't think negative. It's so hard, you guys. I'm going to do a questionnaire on Instagram. If you follow me, please be a part of it. I'm going to ask it in my stories today or tomorrow. Name four things. Maybe I'll do one. Because I know those questionnaires are hard to say. But I want you to name your favorite Thing about yourself or something like that. Stay tuned. I'm going to post it. Anyways, I'm distracting myself with my four words that describe me. Creative. Homebody. Ooh, I learned a new word this week. It wasn't an introvert. It wasn't an extrovert. It was like an ambivert. I think I butchered that word so much. But instead of homebody, that's going to be my word. The ambivert thing. I don't know. Go look it up. It's in between an introvert and an extrovert because you can still be outgoing and still be also like homebody. 
all at the same time, which is so me. If you know me, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, I stay in my house and I don't talk to anyone. Usually Sundays too. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I don't talk to anybody. I stay in my house. I mean, if you're a friend, you like I do have friends that come over on those days too, but they know my house is probably a bit of a disaster. My face, my makeup, I don't have anything on. My hair is crazy. I probably haven't showered. Like those are my days I literally just lay around, watch my favorite shows, play with Lucy, homebody status. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I go crazy. I'm at work. I'm social. I'm like, I have a very social job. That's where I get my extrovert part. But then I got to restart in the beginning of the week. So anyways, I'm not two words. So creative because I love to paint and do art crafts and all that kind of stuff. And then ambivert, if I'm saying that word right. I don't even know if it has an M or a B. I know it started with an A. I'm assuming it ended with art. I don't even know, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> those are my two so far. Um, can I say funny? I think I'm funny. Cody says I laugh at my own jokes. I don't know. I think I have a fun sense of humor. I'm fun and crazy. And, hmm, my fourth word. See, this is so hard. I would say I'm positive. I don't know. I don't even know if those are the four words if I were to really sit down and think about it, but those are the four I'm going with. I'm a very positive person, or at least I try to be. I'm always trying to find the positive in every situation. I think I have a great sense of humor. I'm a, I'm ambivert, whatever the heck that is. A mix of homebody and outgoing, and I am very creative. We're going to go with it. My favorite season is, my answer to this always is the season that I'm in because I love all four seasons. I don't live in a climate where I really get to experience all four seasons. Unfortunately, we have summer and winter and we get a week of spring and a week of fall, but I love all four seasons. Fall is probably my favorite. If you, I had a pick, it'd be fall. I'm also now starting to love spring. And I like summer, but then there's Christmas time. I love winter. See, like, it's a hard one for me to answer. I love the season I'm in. I try to embrace it instead of always wishing for a different season to come, which is very hard once we start to get into, like, March here in Idaho, more February, March, because... <sighs> We are still experiencing winter like it is December over here. We don't get a spring very fast. We don't get spring until like May or June sometimes. It just depends on the year. So we definitely get the winter blues up here in Idaho. But I try to embrace the season I'm in because I know if I'm wishing for warmer weather, I'm going to wish for colder weather as soon as those hundreds hit. So I just try my best, try my best to embrace the season that I'm in. The car I would love to drive when I turned 16. When I was 16, all I wanted, I guess it was more like 15, 14, 15. All I wanted was a Range Rover because MTV was huge. 
I don't have satellite, so I don't even know if MTV still think if like kids still watch it. But MTV Super Sweet 16 was a thing, and so I wanted to be an entitled little rich kid who would go to their birthday party and bust out with a Super Sweet 16 Range Rover with a big bow on it. Let me tell you, I did not get a Range Rover <laughs> with a big red bow on it. I actually didn't even have my license at 16. So, my first car, though, was a green, don't remember what year, Nissan Altima, I believe it was. Lasted me a month because it broke down on me. And, yeah, it was no Range Rover. To this day, I still don't have a Range Rover. But I also don't want one anymore. That was like 15 spoiled Sarah wanted a, ra wanted a Range Rover. You know, just like on Super Sweet 16 where they got the cute cars. I never wanted a convertible. That was never for me. Ooh, but when I was in third grade, me and my BFF, we really wanted matching Beetle Volkswagen Bugs. Mine was going to be pink. Hers was going to be blue with the convertible, and we were going to cruise around town in those when we turned 16. That was third grade us. Then I made it to Range Rover, and then when I kind of got old enough, like in my 20s, or maybe like past 18, actually, I started looking into Subaru Legacies. I almost bought my Cody's aunt's Subaru Legacy, and I really liked it. I drove hers around, but then I decided I wanted a little bit of a newer one. And so I traded in my car that I was driving. And I got a 2011 Subaru Legacy, which is my car right now. And I love it. So I kind of say that I'm in my dream car right now because I love my car. It's so easy on gas. It is the perfect little car. Now that I'm a mom, though, I'm kind of ready to upgrade to a little bit of a bigger car, maybe a three-seater, like three-row car, three, whatever. And <laughs> so unfortunately, I might be getting rid of, in the next few years, not anytime soon, I'll be getting rid of my dream Subaru Legacy, but hopefully I'll have a new car that I'm dreaming of. I kind of have a couple in my mind, but my best friends are... So not answering that. That's such a child. Do you guys remember on Facebook when, or not Facebook, MySpace? Like, that's dating me back. Who even had a MySpace? Are you, if you're listening, did you have a MySpace? Or was Facebook already, like, taken off? I remember sneaking my MySpace. Sorry, Mom and Dad. And I'd pretend to be on Christian Space or something like that. But I never was. I was on MySpace. And um, I'd be, like, talking to my friends. And you had to pick your, like, top eight or, like, whatever it was. And if you – oh, if you looked on someone's profile and you were down to three but you were one before, oh, my goodness, the drama, you would hear from it, you know. You were always checking your friends' top eight to know if you were still their friend or not, right? That's how you knew someone had a boyfriend. Their number one was always their boyfriend. The number two, that was like their next best friend. Whew. Don't worry. Facebook ended that. We're good. I remember when I got my Facebook, it was like a new thing. This is fun story. So me and my friend were, went to spring break. 
we'd go to Santa Cruz with like her dad. And we met like this older boy and he was like so cool. He was from the city, whatever. He probably was making up stories about his life to interest us. And we probably were making up stories so he would be into us, you know, whatever, exchange numbers. And I remember he was like, oh, are you guys on Facebook? And we were like, what the heck is Facebook? If you've ever seen The Social Network, I feel like it's kind of like that movie. We're like, what's Facebook? And he's like, telling us what Facebook is. And so I was like, this gets cute. I'm going to make me a Facebook. So I remember I made a Facebook like that next weekend. And then like in the few months later, everyone started getting Facebook. And I remember my mom was like, you have a Facebook I was like, well, yeah, like, it's the new thing. And she let me have one, but I never told her I had a MySpace. Like, for some reason, MySpace was like, heck no, but Facebook was okay. I don't know. Gosh, don't you miss being 15? (laughs) Anyways. Okay, so those ones are fun, but I have just a few more that I want to hit. They're a little deeper, not so, like... Who's your best friend? What are your parents strict about? Whatever. What's your favorite color? A little bit more down deep. Get to know me just to end this off. But what accomplishment are you most proud of? If you've been listening to my last two podcasts, you probably heard me talk about my New Year's resolution that this year is all about me and my independence. I have been the most dependent person on my husband and my friends. I never did anything on my own. I always had to go do something with somebody first. So, for instance, going to the gym, I used to use the excuse that my gym buddy left and I couldn't go by myself. And about five, how many, I don't know, a few months ago, I had a friend say she was going to the gym. Would I want to go? And I was like, yeah, of course, I need my friend to go with me. Well, then our schedules would be mixed up. So there were some days she couldn't go. And I started to push myself to go by myself. And I was so proud and I ended up realizing I don't even like going with somebody. So I had to tell her recently, hey, I haven't told you, but I'm still going to the gym months later. I've just been going by myself because I really just love that alone time. I've been putting my headphones in and I just I decompress on my own versus like us in our chatting gym time. And I had to tell her that and it was really hard for me, but she totally understood. And so, yeah, that was a big accomplishment for me just going to the gym by myself. I literally drove there multiple times and would just end up driving past there because I couldn't pull into the parking lot and just go by myself. Even if I was dressed and everything, my anxiety would um, take off and I would like hyperventilate and I had to leave. Same with the grocery store. I've done that as well. So this year is a year for me. If you want to hear more about that, definitely go listen to my last two podcasts. And I kind of talk about that a little bit more and Yeah, it's a silly accomplishment for others, but for me, it was a huge deal. What is the most beautiful place you've ever seen? I, or ever been, I guess is the word. I have gone to the Dominican Republic. I have gone to Boston and New York, been to Connecticut. Um, When I was younger, we traveled um, over to the, I have been to the Grand Canyon, but we traveled over to um, Yellowstone and um, Mount Rushmore. So I've been to a lot of places. I've done them. The Mexican, the little three-day cruises. I've done missionary work in Mexico. But hands down, my favorite favorite place I've been, the most beautiful place I've ever been, is the Oregon coast. 
I love the Oregon coast. Me and my best friend in high school, I'd go with her family to the Oregon coast. She introduced it to me and I fell in love. There's a song about it. And I literally left my heart on the Oregon coast. It is so beautiful. I wanted to move there. If you've heard, I think I've talked about it in past podcasts as well. But when we were like 15, 16, we always talked about like, oh my gosh, one day we'll bring our boyfriends. And we got to do that. We brought our husbands there a couple years ago and we got to share with them all of our favorite places. And it's just so beautiful. You're on the coast, but you can also go hike in the mountains. And then there's just so much fun things you can do over there. It's just so beautiful and peaceful. It's my favorite place to go and I can't wait to take another trip in the next few years and maybe take our babies. It'll be so fun. But yes, Rockaway Beach, Oregon is probably the most beautiful place I've ever been. And it's close to home. Like, I didn't have to go all the way to the Dominican Republic. Granted, I've never been to Hawaii, so, you know, that could change everything. (laughs) Whenever Cody takes me. Hint, hint, if you're listening. Um, do, 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 do. What's a good question? Okay, I have two more. Here's a funny one. How many days do you wear some pants, the same pants in a row before it becomes a problem? I'm not answering that, you guys. If I answer that, you will judge me and never listen to me again. I've been wearing the same leggings for more than one day. (laughs) Anyways, okay, last question. And it's kind of going to tie into just like a little foreshadow because I want to do a podcast about this in the near future. But... What's the right age to get married? This is a question that is so hard to answer because I don't believe that there is a right age to get married. I don't think there's a right age to have children. I don't think there's a right age to start a relationship. Like, whatever it is, what there's not even a right age to start your dream job. Whatever it is, do it when you want to. I don't think you should ever have someone else decide this for you. If you're in a pretty serious relationship and you think, oh my gosh, I want to get married, go for it. If you're ready for that step, you do that. Don't let anyone else sway you. If you are new in a relationship and still want to get married, hey, it's your life. Whatever. Do whatever you want. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to your friends. Um, if you're under 18, definitely go talk to your parents first. I am not saying that you should go get married at 17, whatever. I'm not your parent. Underage people, stop listening. <laughs> but if you're over 18, I believe you. it's your choice. It's your life. Um, I don't know. It's such a hard decision to me. And the reason I said I wanted to do a future podcast about this is I have a good friend. And we were about five or six years apart. And she got married right after she was graduated high school. She was 18, graduated high school, got married, and moved to Idaho. Um I believe her parents, I don't know, I want to have her on this podcast. So if you're listening, girl, I'm coming for you because I think you'd be so fun to talk about your experience as being a young bride, as well as I was a young bride, um, not quite 18, but I was 21. And some people say that's really young. I want to talk about people judging young relationships. So look forward to that podcast, you guys, because I think That will be a really fun one for anyone who is in a relationship very young or considering getting married young. Um, I don't know. I think that will be a fun one. So I'm going to end it on that and end with just saying 
I don't want to answer that question. I think it should be something that you and your significant other talks about, but not anyone else. It's whatever stage of life you guys are in. Um, obviously, I think, I guess personally, I think um, if you have a good relationship with him or her, and if you have a good relationship with maybe their family, I think that's an important part. Personally, I just can't imagine my in-laws not having a good relationship with them. I know some people do make that work. I just think you need to go through and figure that out for yourself. I don't think anyone can give you the answers. I don't, if people are judging you on that, I think you should say, mind your own business in a nice way. In a PG way for my podcast. But say, hey, mind your own business. It's my life. It's my relationship. Maybe you're jealous. I don't know. Anyways, like I said, look forward to that one. I have another fun one coming up as well. But I hope this was also fun. Fun, 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 fun. How many times can I say the word fun? Anyways, (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this fun. Oh my gosh, Sarah. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this get to know me episode. And can't wait to catch you guys next time. Bye.